Welcome into another edition of Titans in 10. I'm your host, Jimmy Morris. You can follow me on Twitter at jmorrismcm. You can get this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Just search out Home Run Throwback. That is the name of the podcast feed. That gets you our weekly show, the show with me and John Glennon. We record on Sunday nights, recapping the game. It also gets you this podcast, Titans in 10, which is just kind of a quick hitter that I record a few times a week, uh, just breaking down the news that has happened during the day. Don't usually do one on Tuesdays, but with everything that went on today, I figured it was a good idea to hop on here and record something. Uh, and then before we get started for real, broadwaysportsmedia.com is the website. This is a Broadway Sports Media podcast. Check us out over there. ton of cool stuff going on. You can sign up for a free trial, see everything that's going on. I promise you will not be disappointed. All right, so big big news today as the Titans have cut Vic Beasley, or at least have informed Vic Beasley they're going to cut him on Wednesday. They also released Jonathan Joseph and Bo Brinkley. Kind of talk through these one at a time. The biggest surprise here, I think, is Beasley. I mean, it's not really a surprise from a standpoint of he obviously didn't care about playing football. Um, you could watch his effort level the last couple of weeks especially and know that it just wasn't really anything he was interested in doing. Of course, we should have known that, and we did know that from the beginning when he was 10 days late showing up to training camp and, you know, just apparently a guy that is ready to be done. So John Robinson granted him that wish today. Uh, sucks for the Titans because, number one, I mean, you needed somebody in the pass rush. You needed somebody that can get after the quarterback. Beasley obviously wasn't that guy, so, I mean, you, you know, you move on. The other piece of this is the Titans gave him $9.5 million guaranteed, and so he gets all of that money with the exception of you know the money that he got fined for the days that he wasn't here, but he gets cut, he gives zero effort, and he gets all that money. So, you know, I mean, obviously Vic Beasley is the, the one to blame here, most importantly, but, I mean, a little bit of the fault has to go on John Robinson here. It was obvious before they brought Beasley in that things went, really poorly in Atlanta. Um, you know, he was a guy that they, the Falcons announced that they weren't going to try to re-sign him long before the free agency period even started. Teams never do that. So that, you know, not to mention the fact that there were various reports, a lot of reports out of Atlanta that he just didn't really care that much about football. So I'm assuming that the combination of John Robinson and Mike Vrabel they thought they could bring him in and get him to love football again. That obviously was not the case, and so now you have seven games of giving very little effort, $9.5 million down the drain. I mean, you know, it is what it is at this point, but John Robinson has an issue with being able to evaluate pass rushing talent. Um, you know, it's just not something they've been able to, to get since he's been here. So now the Titans will enter another offseason. I mean, it was going to be the, this. This was going to be the case anyway, but they're going to enter another offseason where pass rush has to go to the top of the, of the needs list. So familiar territory with us there. Hopefully, at some point, he can figure that out. Jonathan Joseph. I mean, less surprising that he was cut. He was terrible the last couple of games. It was just obvious that he's done. I mean, look, the guy had a great career. Um, he, he was a good player for a long time, but. Just lost a step at this point. Wasn't fast enough to be playing out there. And, you know, I heard talk today, I think it was on the Midday 180 I was listening to, where, you know, if you're a baseball, if you're a pitcher in baseball, you can kind of reinvent yourself later in your career when you don't have that fastball anymore. You can, you know, get more savvy and, and, and do those types of things. Tough to do that when you're an NFL corner and you got to be able to run with NFL receivers. And 
it just it, it wasn't happening for Jonathan Joseph. So no surprise. I mean, listen, people, various people really throughout camp were talking about how he shouldn't be on the roster when they broke camp. And, you know, I, I think it was just a, a piece of all the injuries they had and that type of stuff. I mean, they were hoping that he wouldn't have to play. But, you know, with Adoree Jackson being on IR, with Christian Fulton being hurt as much as he's been hurt, it just it forced Joseph into into being out there, and he was not up for the task. So, um, you know, I mean, whatever. The Titans are better with Desmond King, obviously, um, and they're, <laughs> I think they're better with Desmond King having zero practice before he will play on Sunday. But, I mean, this pretty much seals that he's going to be playing on Sunday, King, that is. We'll keep an eye on what happens with Adoree Jackson. I think they're going to activate Adoree this week. They have to do it this week, or he has to go back to IR. Um, I, I think they're going to activate him one way or another. Now, I don't know if that means he'll play on Sunday. I think we'll know that you know when we get inactives before game time because they can let him practice again all week without bringing him off of IR, so you don't have to really give an injury designation on him. Then they can activate him on Saturday after the injury report's already come out and then decide on Sunday what they want to do with him. But at this point... If he's a week or two away, I mean, hopefully, hopefully he's ready to go this week. But if he's a week or two away still, it makes sense to go ahead and activate him, and then you can, you know, make him inactive on Sunday. But that way, he's available to you whenever he's ready to go. I mean, you got to sit guys down on Sundays anyway, so no, no real big deal there. Um, and then Bo Brinkley, listen, it was a, I mean, a tough go for a guy that has been with this team for a long time. Um, he's been with this team since, since 2012. Um, you know, one of the longest tenured guys here, but it, it just, I don't know. I, I saw some, a report from somebody and maybe Terry McCormick, I can't remember, um, who said that he hasn't, that Brinkley hasn't felt the same since he came back from the COVID list. You know, he was one of the guys that went on the COVID list early. He might've been the first player to go on. And, you know, we had a, a pretty big discussion on, you know, how big of a deal that was. They didn't have a long snapper, obviously, you know, they didn't play that week, and he was back by the time they played the Bills. But he struggled the last couple of weeks, had a really bad snap on a punt in the Steelers game, and then the, the bad snap in the Bengals game that ended up with, with Brett Kern getting hurt, and he's maybe going to miss time. So, um, you, you know, it's a it's tough. It's a tough break for that guy. But, you know, when you're on the roster for one reason, and that's to snap the ball, and you don't do it well, you're not going to be able to hang around. I think we see them call up Matt Overton from the practice squad. Um, they they brought him into the practice squad mid-October, you know, kind of around when all that stuff was going on with the COVID list. A guy that has been around for a long time, um, all the way back 2012 with the Colts, and he was actually a Pro Bowler in 2013, you know, as a specialist with the Colts. So I, I would imagine, I mean, that seems like the most likely thing that they're going to do there is, is call Matt Overton up and have him snap. It'll be interesting to see what that means for the kicking game. I mean, you're most likely going to have a new punter. They have not signed a punter yet. Um, they did have a, a few guys in to try out, whatever that looks like these days. Um, Kaharski had said that it was going to be Colquitt, but that has not been made official yet. But remember, Brett Kern obviously not only is the punter, but it's also the holder on extra points and field goals. So you're going to most likely have a new punter. You're going to definitely have a new long snapper, most likely have a new holder, and I don't know if that'll be Logan Woodside. I mean, that's, that's a guy that it seems like it would make logical sense for. Talked a little bit yesterday about Ryan Tannehill being the, the guy that's the backup on the depth chart, but we talked about how there's, there's 0% chance that 
Ryan Tannehill is actually going to hold for the Titans on, on any kind of deal. So um, anyway, that all that it, it's all those are all going to be moving parts that they're going to have to figure out uh, this week when they start practice tomorrow. So I mean, I, you'd want to get that stuff kind of settled as quickly as possible. So you saw these three moves today. We have not seen any corresponding roster moves as far as them bringing guys up. They don't have to do that immediately. I would assume we'll find most of that out tomorrow. Uh, yesterday, Isaiah Mack was released, and I think they're trying to get him back to the practice squad. Um, that was the move when, when Desmond King was acquired. So um, anyway, I mean, listen, John Robinson's not playing around, and we talked a little bit yesterday about how the Titans have a window here. I mean, they have a good offense. You've got a quarterback that's, you know, I mean, seasoned in his career. He's not going to be around forever. You've got a running back that you signed to a deal that has significant money on it for the next two years. You've got A.J. Brown on a rookie contract. You've got Corey Davis in the final year of a deal. Could possibly be his last season here. You've got a window here, and you can't afford to, you know, screw around and have guys like Jonathan Joseph and Bo Brinkley ruining your season. So to John Robinson's credit, he has decided to go ahead and move on from those guys. I mean, I assume the deal with Vic Beasley, because, I mean, you could always keep him around and, and have him inactive, but I assume the deal with him is they just don't want a guy that's not giving effort in the locker room. I mean, that, that makes sense that it would be bad for everybody else to see that guy in there. So just go ahead and cut your losses there. But listen, this is, this is tough on John Robinson because now you've got Beasley and – you know, Kevin Dodd, uh, we talked about, you know, just say no to Clemson pass rushers. Um, so that, that'll be our thing going forward. You know, kind of, not really. But anyway, um, this is, you know, the second time now you, you brought in somebody you thought was going to really help, and it, it ended in disaster. So, listen, the jury's still out on Clowney. Needs something more than they've gotten out of him. But he's at least, you know, out there trying. So I, I guess there's that. All right, that'll do it for today. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow once we get kind of a, an injury report uh, from Wednesday's practice, we'll talk a little bit about that. And then Mike Vrabel will address the media tomorrow as well. So we will kind of break down what he has to say. Between now and then, BroadwaySportsMedia.com is the website. All this and more is up there already. So you can check that out. You can follow me on Twitter at jmorrismcm. Subscribe to the podcast. Search out Home Run Throwback. Please do that. Tell your friends. Uh, you know, it, 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 I think it's good stuff. So hopefully you will as well. And as always, thanks to my buddy Travis Ryan for the intro and outro music. So that'll do it for today. Thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Brought to you by Broadway Sports Media.